morning, Robert. Good morning, Lindsay. How you doing? <laughs> I know we're both Good. really excited about this one. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. But before we get into it, mm-hmm. little we kind of have to stop. Uh, uh, this is a little more than a little disclaimer. We're talking swear words today. Yes, and we are not censoring ourselves. So, to the extent that we are each comfortable with said swears, we will be explicitly being explicit. <laughs> yes, the, so, word of warning. the settings have already been set. This is an explicit episode. We are not <clears throat> we are not going to be vulgar for vulgar's sake, but we are going to talk about swear words, yeah. how we use them, what we do with them. Uh, is there a purpose? Is there a point? And the one that I really want to dig into of navigating swear words with kids. Mm-hmm. Yes. Most of the time, and we'll talk a little more on this, but most of the time when they say those first few words, especially when they're young and, you know, <laughs> they're trying to figure out the sounds of words and you're like, what did my child just... Oh, they're trying to call for a toy. Fire truck. Fire oh my gosh. truck. Truck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that was actually the one of the fun ones. <laughs> I still want to get into this. All right, enough of that. But we are talking explicits this morning with swear words. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to hear us swearing, if you have small children, if this put headphones yeah. on, don't. This isn't the one to have it, on in the van on the way to the dentist. No, no. And I mean, we're not doing this to be explicit. We are actually talking about purpose of Because we're curious, so, aren't we? We really right. want to know. We want to ask questions. Right, you know, how, we do. And how do you use swears? Is it appropriate to use swears? Some of the history of swears? Because I've got a neat little story. I, wanna, I got a lot of neat stories today. Great. This is just, yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. So, enough of us giving you warnings to either listen or not listen and how much we're going to swear in this episode. Lindsay, put the music on. Welcome to the 42 Podcast where we discuss life together, looking for answers to life, the universe, and, well, everything else. Here are your hosts, Rob and Lindsay. That was good. Good job. (laughs) All right. Good morning, Lindsay. (laughs) Okay. At first, I was like, what music? (laughs) What's the music? music? (laughs) Yeah, you know, the music. So, the music that always plays at the beginning with my, my voiceover that's so soft and gentle and enticing you into our podcast. Come and join us. Come and join us. The David Share, Attenborough like. of podcasting. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Well, Lindsay, I got one thing to say to you this morning. What? Damn it, Lindsay. <laughs> I, okay, this is... So... You want to lead or shall I? Do you want to start with your your story that you just Ladies shared? Ladies first. Okay. Ladies so, first. I'm going to say I am not a prude. Exactly. <laughs> um, but there are certain things that I do that, or I have tried to do in my life that when I do them in certain company, it feels really disingenuous. And swearing in front of people that aren't my husband 
but really close friends is one of those things. I swear a lot in front of my husband (laughs) and he swears a lot in front of me and it's just normal. It's just normal, but I can't do it in front of my sisters for some reason. And I don't know Hmm. why that is. Uh, it feels really weird. I swear all the time to them texting, but I can't do it in person. It's the same reason I don't wear makeup. It just doesn't feel like me. Hey, and yeah. and that's fine. Now, I I do swear. Mm-hmm. I guess it, it, we're talking about how we, we swear, how we kind of mm. enter into it is really where we're starting, aren't we? We're trying to get comfortable. I think this is the foreplay of swearing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what swear words are you going to use? What swear words is he going to Oh, are you really okay? <laughs> Can I say that in front of? Okay. Anyway, so I do swear. Um, I try not to do it often. I Mel doesn't swear at all. She just nope. That's not. I. She and I have been married, and there was like one point where I got her so mad that she swore only once, and so. It, even then, that's something for her that just... It, Does she no. do the sugar, oh sugar, or shut the front door, that sort of thing? Nothing? Nothing? No, no. Uh, and she's very intentional about that as well, because it's... Huh. Uh, w- what she explains and what she does with the kids is she explains that anything used as an expletive, you know, like shut the front door or sugar, mm-hmm. can be a swear. Which, I mean, when you think about the evolution of swear words, I mean, that's that's how we got there. Yeah. Where one day someone was like, you know what? I really want to call that guy a donkey. So I'm going to call him an ass. And it just progressed into yeah. where we're at today with yeah. jackass. Uh, so for her, she, she doesn't even do the, the replacement, uh, which I, I commend her for. She is very aware of that. She's very aware of... The language and words that she uses, and she's a lot better at being good at expressing expletives in an emotionally healthy way. A lot better than I am. Hmm. But I swear. Uh, I I try to to curb the swearing around the kids, and my worst point of swearing is it's driving. It's very cliche, but it's driving. Yeah. Uh, Someone cuts me off. Yeah. And... yeah. So, actually, the one I've been trying to fall back on is the very polite, you, sir, are a very select grouping of words <laughs> when, I, when I'm driving. I, That's I'm trying. That's really nerdy. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it makes Mel and the kids laugh. So... When it's me, and when it's just me, I'm... I, yeah, in front of the kids, I say, I say frigging. And I say, I made one up. Frick frack. Frick frack! (laughs) And uh, the kids do say that sometimes. (laughs) But, okay, here's, here's the thing. Why are swears bad? What is it about a swear... That makes it bad. Is it just the vulgarity, the commonness of it, or is it the word's original meaning? I, I think it's a little bit of both. By the way, you did not make up. You said this, and I, I had to check to make sure I was correct. Yeah. Frick, frack, frick, frack. Frick is has always been, but frack is something 
at least in nerdies. Uh, that's the, the swear word, the mother of all swear words. It is? From Battlestar Galactica. Oh, I love sci-fi swears. <laughs> yes. It's a sci-fi swear. Battlestar Galactica. Frack. <laughs> Uh, okay. And and I, <laughs> I've used that because it's oh okay I, I kind of like that it's not like the mother of all or and you can kind of get away with it a little Star Wars with it's the kids carking kark the <laughs> carking idiot <laughs> yes no I I think it really was though trying to equate people to what the original meaning of the word was like yeah. Uh, at the church I work at, our standard translation is the NRSV. So when you're going through the NRSV mm-hmm. and you're reading like, uh, oh my goodness, oh there it is, uh, Balaam's donkey. It's not Balaam's donkey in it's the ass. NRSV. It's Balaam's ass. It's ass. Yeah. <laughs> no, try to read that with teenagers and not laugh. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's another spot in. I don't know if it's the King James version or another one where. Yeah, they had a pi- there's actually it says pissing contest like they it says the word pissing in there somewhere. I'm pretty sure. I think it's in hmm. Samuel. I'm but I can't remember. I'm not sure. I could have made that up. Okay. Too. It could just be one of those weird things. But uh yeah, I the reason I don't swear in front of the kids chiefly is because I don't want them to repeat it in front of my parents or in front of I don't want to I don't want them to offend anyone and if, you know, kids just repeat stuff and I think for, I think swearing can make you sound unintelligent because it sort of means you don't, maybe don't have a way to express yourself better. So, and that's kind of sort of my feelings about it too. I sort of judge people sometimes when the only way they can express (laughs) things is to say, fuck, like there's, there's better words to use. Although there are, and go ahead, go for it. Go ahead, say it. I know you want to uh, well, say it. Oh, I, we'll get to that. We'll get there. Don't worry. Um, yeah, I, there's this... I don't look at it as like a, a level of unintelligence. I look at it as a communicative level. Well, yeah, but that's, that's kind of what I mean, I guess. I, I have known some really smart people who have gutter mouths, but it's... How I look at it is it's how I'm teaching my kids. Maybe that's the best way to phrase this. And I I think we'll kind of go into this because this is where my curiosity, the biggest part of my curiosity is. Um, How I have worked to teach it to my kids is when it comes to swear words, Mm -hmm. they get pretty much a free pass. Not to, like, say them. But when they hear them, when they engage with it for the first time, or, uh, you know, a kid at school says it, I'm driving and I mutter something under my breath because someone cut me off. Mm. Um, they, they get a free pass to ask, what is this? What does this mean? Why can't I say it? Why does daddy say it? What's going on? So, which gives me... A perfect example where I kind of failed with this yesterday. Okay. But it's also the genuine curiosity and it's my kids. Okay. Um, there is a level of curse wording, uh, swearing, mm-hmm. that I am not okay with. Okay. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And I just to have a little bit of fun as as a brief moment sure. aside from the main story. Mm-hmm. Where do you think that is, Lindsay? The level? Where is the level? Where I'm like, nope, not comfortable with that. Could you help me understand your question a little better? Oh, okay. So the line, the word that I won't say, the word I won't yeah. say, I don't say yeah. C-U-N-T. I won't ever say that. I hate that word. Okay. That that you won't say. But I won't say where do it. you think that line is for me? For you? Yeah. I can't picture you saying that word either. Well, I don't. I will No. I can't I picture you word. saying that. I don't use that. You're too respectful. I don't use that level of vulgarity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just talking about like the main grouping okay, of okay mfr. I I guess maybe maybe this is where we should briefly kind of go aside again one more level aside. Um, I look at curse words. Yeah. You know the the main grouping of curse words. Yep. Uh you know, <laughs> ass, damn, shit, ah, uh, fuck. Mm-hmm. What am I missing? Did you say ass? Yes, I did. I started dick? with that. Don't you consider dick like you're a dick? Wouldn't you consider I that know a too swear? many guys who are named dicks to be like, no, I'm uh, dick <laughs> is a name, not a swear. Oh, hell. Hell is eh, some people do. Some people don't. Hell. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I look at that main group of um, of curse words. Yeah. And and those are the main curse words that are in my vocabulary. Things like vulgarities, like what what you were saying, um, I just, I don't think they're curse words. I think they're just descriptive vulgarities for reaction. Yeah. I I don't consider them curse words. I consider them just kind of lowbrow, dimin- uh, diminishing words. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Right, because you—they're always used to really demean somebody else or express how somebody else is worthless or a piece of crap. Um, which, but there, there are swear words do the same thing. They do, but they do, but um, I think less, um, vividly, because <laughs> I've my my husband works with guys, and some of the things they say to each other is, oh ridiculous things that i couldn't even say like i couldn't even repeat because it's just so gross <laughs> like with yeah, anatomy so, I mean... and testicles and body parts and things like that it's like i that's sort of where i, I don't go there i <laughs> i'm pretty boring i guess i say like the main couple yeah and and that's that's where i'm at too where it's okay you know that main string of curse words those are the ones that are in my vocabulary. Anything else is, it, I feel like it's directly attached to deeper, more insulting, more demeaning, more... Respect. There's no respect for other people. And I yeah. think we're supposed to, I think as humans, I think we're supposed to have some level of respect for all humans. And that means not calling each other body part names, which is sort of juvenile, I think. Now, in that same breath, someone drives by me and, again, cuts me off, and I mutter under my breath, jackass. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, all right, I'm calling him a donkey. That's not exactly a sign of respect either. But I don't want to go into... <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> All right, juvenile moment. <laughs> I I don't want to go into that extremely vulgar for the sake of vulgarity kind of spot and right. I I do have that main grouping of curse words. I don't go into to that. Anyway, pulling back from that, in that main grouping of curse words, do you think that there is a line in the sand where I'm like, nope? You or me? Yes. Me. No, no, I don't think so. Really? There actually is. In general, like ever, not even by yourself, you won't say, or what? So, all right. And and now the story about my son. I have permission. He and I talked about this of uh, that I can... I can use this story. So this actually happened yesterday, okay. and I couldn't have asked for a better setup <laughs> than than this moment happening. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever played the game Among Us? No. Okay. It's a popular game. It's this neat thing where, you know, there's an uh, imposter amongst a group, and the imposter is trying to go around and kill everyone, and everyone's trying to find out who the imposter is. Video game and or a real person? In, in it, person? It's a video game. Okay. So you can play it on tablets and phones, things like that. It really gained a lot of popularity. It's been around for a while, but it gained a lot of popularity as we went into uh, the lockdowns. Mm-hmm. So... My son was playing that yesterday with with my daughter mm-hmm. and uh, Mel, and there's a forum, there's a chat side to all of this as well, because you have to, you know, oh, it's this person, this person's, the word is sus, they're, they're sus. Mm-hmm. So, in the game, if you get killed, you get shunted into a separate chat that is all of the people who are dead and they're talking about who the person that killed them is and how the game is going. And, uh, Mm -hmm. so my son got killed in the game. He was in this separate chat. My wife wasn't there to monitor that chat. She was still in game. Mm -hmm. And one of the other people in that chat used a swear word. Mm -hmm. Now my son recognized part of it as a swear word. And so when he came downstairs a little later and was talking to me, he was talking about the game, and he goes, and I don't remember what the setup, because, you know, dad brain kicks on. Yeah. Uh, he sets up the situation and then says, God damn it. Oh, yeah. For me, that's like major red flags. Nope, that's the one that is, nope, we, we don't insert God into cursing, because, you know, something like God damn it for me is actually calling down and this is my perspective you know calling down and saying not only am i cursing you i want god to curse you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Yep. that's that's one too many bridges too far yeah i don't think i've ever said that before yeah i hmm. that that's a nope and damn it is is my curse word that's the one that is yeah, muttered under my breath when I'm working and, you know, smack my finger or miss my turn, things like that. That's, like, my hmm. my zone of cursing. That's the one I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, laugh at me. I'm old school. <laughs> I like damn it. Um, but he, he brought that up because it was in the chat and he wanted to talk about it. He wanted to process it. And one of the things that I always try to do with the kids is, is again, give them that free pass to understand why it's a curse word, why it's not exactly something we want to say, 
and have an honest conversation with them on it mm. that that allows them that that room to understand what the word is and why it gets the reaction it does when it's said. Yeah. Yeah. What, what have you done in navigating curse words with kids? Well, I, I almost look at swearing as like a rite of passage. Like, as a kid, you're not allowed to swear because you have no experience in life. So why should you have to swear? <laughs> you know? And... Again, let's practice good vocabulary. Let's practice expressing yourself and using your words and things like that. When you're older, that's your decision. But at this age, at eight years old, you don't need to swear you're going to express yourself or keep it to yourself. Um, they have heard, I'm, I want to say I've somebody said the F word and they heard it or we were trying to talk about why it was bad and I couldn't really broach that one because uh how do you explain why fuck is a bad word to say without explaining sex and uh see okay this is part of my problem is that I'm super literal a lot of the times so um the reason I don't say mf'er is because I'm I'm very literal I think about what that actually means, and that's not at all something I would call do. I would wish for someone else, or or, or I would never assume that about anybody else. <laughs> so why would I say it? Like I, it's just a really weird one. I don't like. I don't like calling other people's mothers into things. I don't do that. <laughs> no, and and that's fair. I, so, all right, with kids mm. and swearing. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> This is kind of a natural part of child raising and those moments where you're like, oh, that's just rough. Um, yeah. What were the words your kids struggled with? My kids? Ah. Uh, right. When they were little and they were oh. learning language. Uh, like truck is a common one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so... My son was like three, my daughter was one, and the song What the Fox Say, say Yes, right came out. Oh my gosh. And it was cute and fun and it it felt kinda like a kitty song. And then, you know, my kid starts singing and it's What the Fox Say <laughs> What the crap <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. It's not what the fuck say, it's what the fox say. Fox, fox, fox <laughs> Okay, we're never playing that song again. Yeah, my kids are kind of boring. I they did do that as well, but for us it was it wasn't really a swear, but it was um they wanted to pet the titty. <laughs> Look at the cute little titty. She's so furry and fuzzy and says meow. <laughs> the titty. <laughs> so that was just great. That was great. Uh, driving with the kids uh, <laughs> and again Ray. Look, it's a fuck. Oh, it's a truck. It's a truck. It's a truck. We can never let them drive with grandma and grandpa. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I can't remember what the other one was, but... Oh, get alert. Hello there. I'm interrupting this podcast, not to sell you anything per se, but to thank you for listening to the 42 podcast and being a part of the experience. Here at The 42, Rob and I love to hear from our listeners and are always excited to hear suggestions, feedback, and comments. If you want to participate, there are a few ways you can do so. 
You can support us by rating and reviewing the show, and of course, recommending us to your friends, family, bank teller, car mechanic, whomever. Do you have something in particular that you'd like us to discuss? Or maybe you'd like to actually be on the show to discuss a particular thing, or set us straight about something we got wrong or didn't fully suss out to your satisfaction. You can email us at badtheologyproductions at gmail.com. I really appreciate your taking the time to include us in your busy day. I almost spilled my coffee on top of everything else. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I capitalized to, to get a new cup. <laughs> no, this is my favorite. My new favorite. Well, one of my favorites. My Tabasco cup. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh... No, that's okay. okay. Kids are a part of why we're doing this as well, and sometimes life steps in. I almost had her sit with me during the podcast, because she might have stayed still, but this is also like the swearing podcast, so this isn't the good <sighs> one. This isn't the right one for her to sit through. <laughs> well, I, she wouldn't hear me if I swore, but that, yeah, that that's tough. If, <laughs> in the future, she needs to sit with you. It's fine. Yeah. I'm not worried. We'll give it a go anyway. Um, Col- yeah. Colby's working on a smoker outside. He's trying to fix things so he can't, like, he's not paying attention. Okay. So, I don't remember what the word was, mm-hmm. but Ray struggled with one word and it was, uh, it always came out as shit. <laughs> Every time it was shit. Mm-hmm. It, Took him like a year to get past that one. I don't remember what the word was, but it was always, you know, you as a parent, you're trying not to giggle because, you know, it's this little two, three year old and you're like, they're learning language. And I know that's not what they're truly saying. Yeah. So there's this like cute, oh, that's my kid. But at the same time, there's that cringy, oh, that's my kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, so what about this? Unless you have somewhere to go. Uh-oh from here but the first time you heard your parents swear did you ever i mean if your parents ever swore in front of you but how weird that was do you do you remember um no actually i don't i remember the first time i got in trouble for swearing which we can talk about yeah, in a minute but yeah. go ahead well i remember hearing I, I think my mom was a medical transcriptionist and we were i had no idea at the time because i didn't know any better but we were really poor <laughs> And um, so my mom like really needed to work and we were doing something. I don't remember what we were doing, but she said, can't you go, go the hell outside, go the hell outside play. And my sis, my sister and I were like, oh my, let's run away from home. She swore. <laughs> it was great. All right. I, I'm going to fight you on this one. Hmm. I am. I do not consider hell a swear word. I really don't. I never have. Okay, but it's, uh, a, it's see, it might not be a swear, but it is a curse. It is a curse. So it's yes. a curse. It might not be qualified as a, sw- a swear because unless you're being weird and using it really literally, like swearing. See, like, but again, and this is kind of where my mind splits of I'm not going to tell someone, oh, go to hell. I'm not saying that. That's not something. That, no. 
and again, that that falls into that category of that's that's a curse that I don't want to invoke in anyone's I life. I hope you are tortured forever. Why would you say that to someone? Hey, right. So to me, that's a that's a curse you can speak into someone's life. That's not a swear. That's a that's a literal curse of desiring endless pain yeah. in a life. Yeah. So and I know it's kind of weird and it's a delineation, but I don't consider that a swear word. Oh, okay, I'm with I you. still use the phrase, you know, oh, what the hell? Yeah, right, I say that. Because yeah. to me, it's a an exclamation of, you know, hell is that place of turbulent crap. I, I don't know how else to phrase that. It, it's a turbulent yeah. uh, underlying... Yeah, something bad's happening, right. We're having a swear word episode, and I keep coming up with, you know, turbulent crap instead of <laughs> saying turbulent shit. Yeah. I'm censoring myself. Jeez. <laughs> Which is an interesting thing. Anyway. Yeah. You know, it's... So, to me, it's invoking what is the chaos. That's the word I was looking for. It's right. the chaos yeah. of. Yeah. I buy that. Um, I like that. Which is why I, I don't think it's a swear word, because it's what the hell is... What the chaos? What the... So... You and I love language. I mean, you seem to be a person that really loves words and chooses your words carefully, communicates for a living. So, kind of comes with the territory. Yeah, and, yeah. and I feel the same way. <laughs> um, I really think about the things uh, I really try, especially talking to someone else, to be very sensitive about what I say. Like, I'm a baby, like yesterday, um, I was talking to my mother-in-law and, um, so she bought like four pounds of strawberries, strawberry picking. And mm -hmm. what she always does is she puts the strawberries, she puts them, mashes them up and puts sugar in them, in fresh mm -hmm. strawberries. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's ridiculous because to me... It's already really sweet, and we're trying to get the kids away from sugar. So I said, I said to her, "Can you set some aside for me? Because that's ridiculous." And like immediately, I felt my conscience twinge because I like attacked her idea or her. For some, it hurt my conscience to say that to her, hmm. and I apologized immediately because there was probably a better way to say that <laughs> or not say anything and just keep my opinion to myself. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to hurt people. And, and so when I try, when I talk, I try to talk in such a way that, uh, I avoid attacking someone with my language. So like, I never swear at people ever. Uh, I can't do it. It hurts. It hurts my soul. And, and again, I, I will use when I swear at people, it's mainly driving. So it's isolated by myself. Uh, and, and I'm mainly trying to in call the the action they have done as the jackass move or the um or the again going back to ah damn it come on mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. kind of thing. I don't want to invoke something. I don't want to call down and invoke something in the life of an individual that is negative. Mm -hmm. and, and that goes to me of you know the word words the tongue has the power of life and death in it. So I don't want to. 
in my language, speak a, a life and death curse to, or even imply that that person is, is less than. Uh, yeah. I don't always do this well. I, I try to find kind of that, that balance. And, you know, swearing is an expletive of frustration in a moment. That's how I use it, mm -hmm. where it's okay. It, it's trying to understand what is the immediate emotional frustration in a singular word. Yeah. Uh, or in a singular phrase. So, did you ever watch Mythbusters? <laughs> did I watch Mythbusters? I wanted to be Mythbuster. Yeah. So, in Mythbusters, they do an episode, and they have people... They do an experiment about swearing. That swearing makes you feel better. It makes you sustain pain better. Yeah, I remember that one. Yes. And it was... uh confirmed that mm -hmm. that people that were i think it was that people shoved, put their hands in a bucket full of ice and the people that were allowed to swear um or use things like frick darn it sugar 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 those people even doing the substitute swears it still did something and that it allowed them to sustain the pain longer than people that weren't allowed to say anything and um I thought that was really interesting. Now, I I would make an argument that that might be something that is uh, pain management. Well, yeah. And how you manage pain. Yeah. Right. Because, like, I... How is... If I'm hurt, I don't swear. Yeah. I laugh. Right. Maybe that's the same thing. Like, I, I have done stupid stuff where I, I've broken things or hurt things and my reaction is to laugh uh hmm. now when i hurt my knee i didn't laugh but most of the times it's it's laughing and that allows pain management for me because it's still on kind of an expletive but it's taking that expletive into a different spot in my brain that's cool yeah i don't think that's an argument against what we're saying no, and I think it's just understanding how that expletive works, because for me, swearing is the emotional expletive to a situation, whereas laughter is the physical expletive to a pain. What if when you swear, because it's technically not allowed and that's exciting, what if that releases, uh -huh, what if that releases, um, I don't, endorphins or something like that? And makes it so you can sort of endure something bad for longer. It's possible. I don't know. I have no way to verify it, and I don't know how to figure that out, but I think that's I think that's <laughs> feasible. It probably is, and that's for more someone money who's had four babies, I can say swearing helps. Hey, <laughs> 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 mm -hmm. power to you. Mm -hmm. But uh, so swearing has spots and locations and things that it does. I, I do want to share this, so because I think it's funny. The first time I remember as a kid mm -hmm. getting in trouble for swearing, mm -hmm. I don't remember exactly what I was doing, but I was like in the hallway playing some kind of game. I was like seven or eight, <laughs> and I don't remember what the swear word was, but I remember swearing, 
and my parents were just around the corner in the kitchen and heard me, mm-hmm. and they come storming over. Why would you use that word? And I used that moment to throw my dad under the bus. Ooh. <laughs> Where I was like, well, dad uses it all the time. Why can't I? <laughs> At which I, and I remember this, my dad's reaction even went, oh, crap, I'm in trouble. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, at that point, the person who swore, mm-hmm. that I always remember swearing, was my father. Mm-hmm. Now, the funny part is, is I've gotten older. Yeah. As all of the siblings have gotten older. And, you know, when we gather together as a family, my mother will point out she has a favorite swear word. And she she doesn't use it often, but it's, you know, same emotional expletive. Uh, and she has it because it's her mother's favorite swear word that my, which I, I never knew this. And it just feels weird. What? Of thinking of my grandmother swearing. What? What is it? Shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it... it you know, so for me, the, that learned trait of swearing comes from my father, but it's also interesting to see, okay, there's still that learned trait. And maybe my sisters got more of that from my mother than I I did. Yeah. Boy, that sounds horrible. But, you know, maybe they picked up more on mom's swearing and using it as an emotional expletive yeah, well, than dad's swearing. She would have been, I mean, if they hung out with your mom more than your dad, that would make sense. Um. I don't like it when my parents yeah, I swear. I don't like it. To me, it seems so. To me, it seems like you're unraveling. You're coming apart at the seams, and that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't like it when they swear. I'm a big baby. See, I my parents don't swear often, um, but I, it, it's still weird hearing shit from my mother. Uh, my swearing is is in line with like how my father does it. Where you know, damn it, is good jackass occasionally for driver moves and things like that uh but like this week i i think i even kind of gave my father a bit of pause because he and i were talking and we were talking about a an injustice that we had observed that was just it was one of those weird injustices Mm -hmm. and i was like this was for me because there's a a space in my head that when I hit that my default is you know it's not what the hell it's what the fuck Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's not something I use often but it's one of those ones that when I hit it it's this is just it's that screwed up of a situation yeah yeah and I use that because the injustice was that expletive of a situation to me because it was no this is this is in no way okay. Yeah. But it's interesting because I think it gave even my father pause of, you use that swear word? <laughs> Not all the time. <laughs> I, yeah. that That is like. That's funny. Maybe, maybe like four or five times a year where it's just, no, I, the, no. Because is, you, yeah. Yeah. It has to warrant. It just the hits that emotional dead space in my head of there's no way to even begin to process this other than this is just 
the situation is that broken. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good way to frame that when you would, when is it, when is it appropriate for you? When do you feel it justified to say fuck? And I think that is exactly it is this is not right. This is immoral or approaching it. Well, yeah, it's, it's not moral. This is wrong. This is totally wrong. So my sister swear a lot. And because I'm, I really think about the things I say. I really think about the things other people say. And sometimes it really annoys me when they say things like, uh, (laughs) I might get in trouble, but I don't think she listens to the podcast. She said, (laughs) I don't know shit about fuck. So I just sort of try to think about that (laughs) statement for a minute. And what are you saying about poop? See, I know, and I know it's not literal, you know, I know people don't really mean it like that, but that's what I think of. Thank you. Now I'm thinking about sex and pooping. So, but, I don't I mean, get it. Okay. How much of that literal aspect, and this is this is actually an interesting place to take it, how much of that literal aspect is what we lose because, oh, we've just written these words off as vulgarity, which I don't yeah. think we should. Yeah. But it's, okay, if I... If I call a situation a jackass, I, I'm invoking, you're a donkey. That's stubborn. That's stupid. That's irritating. Uh, you know, if I'm saying, damn it, it's the literal ceasing of something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have dams that stop the water from flowing. So we no! want to dam. Robert, so- it's not that. It's damnation, honey. I know. Oh. I, it, you do know? I'm getting there. Oh. Yeah, yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> you're, just, you're You're stopping. You you're ceasing the water from flowing. You're damming it. <laughs> that's, you know, that's the, the visual image, okay? <sighs> Damnation is the, the stopping, the ceasing of life. Wait a minute. So are you saying that when you say, damn it, you're saying, put a wall here and cut that? No, I'm not saying put a wall put, here. I'm saying... D- put this behind the dam. <laughs> Or are you saying, or are you invoking damnation? Vis- <laughs> I'm invoking damnation, but damnation, and it's why we call dams dam, is you're you're stopping, you're ceasing. Oh, yes. The words have nothing to do with each other. Hold on, now I gotta look this up. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Maybe you're right, but that's. Hold on. That's how I understand it. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, while you're looking it up, because this will be a fun one, I don't know what the origin, the truth of the origin of this, but it's it also kind of a neat little bit on swearing. But, uh, Lindsay? Uh, yes. Where does this come from? Yeah. Why is the middle finger offensive? Well, is it? Yeah. M- my kids have asked about that, and I don't know what to say. I just say, eh, just don't, you know, it's not allowed to do that. <laughs> So, this is the story as it was told to me, and I think it's like a compilation of a couple different pieces in history. Mm -hmm. I I haven't been able to verify this story, but this is the story that my youth pastor told to me on why the middle finger is offensive. Okay. So, you're French, right? Yes. I happily claim most of my heritage from Scotland, England, and Ireland. I ignore the French and German side for the most part. So, historically, you and I have been at war with each other. You, as a Frenchman, 
and me as a Scotsman, all right? <laughs> At some point in the Middle Ages, right around the time when technology was starting to kind of progress a little bit further, <laughs> the French adopted the crossbow. Because it was a more powerful, heavier bolt that penetrated armor. The English still used the longbow. As the story that I was told goes, the French invaded somewhere in England, and they were fighting to take a castle, and the Frenchmen had all of their crossbowmen, moved them forward to take the castle, to begin just a hail of bolts from their crossbows. Mm -hmm. Well, a crossbow is great, but it doesn't have the range that the longbow has. Mm -hmm. So the Englishmen in the castle with their longbows, were able to rain arrows on the Frenchmen with their crossbows long before they got in range with their crossbow. And at the end of the day, at the end of the battle, the French declared that any bowmen that they captured, any English bowmen they captured, would have their middle fingers cut off. Okay? And so this battle then happens again the next day, and it's the same thing. The The Englishmen with their longbows are able to rain hell on the Frenchmen with their crossbows. And the Englishmen got word that the Frenchmen were going to be cutting off middle fingers of bowmen. So at the end of the second day, all of the Englishmen hold up their middle fingers. Mm-hmm. And the act of, and as I understand it, the act of drawing a, a bow is called plucking. And you use your middle finger. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so the Englishman held up their middle finger saying, we can still pluck you. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. Again, that's as I was told. That's a good, that's, There's... that's a good idea in theory. And it's much cleaner than my, than my thought of where it came from. <laughs> um, I, there seems to be some historic value to this, not exactly in the, the way that battle played out, but the the Englishmen with their longbows had longer range and had, well, better shots, whereas the Frenchmen had shorter range but could get through armor. So it, it, there seems to be some validity to this, and I, if I remember correctly, there was a point when the Frenchmen put bounties on the middle fingers of longbowmen. So an assassin, uh, an assassin's creed. That might be one of those. They they cut off yeah. their middle fingers so they can use their hidden blade. <laughs> yeah, but that's for the hidden blade. Thing I know what I'm just saying. Like interesting. Sure. So I don't know. It's interesting. It's a unique aside. And what did we find about out about damnation? Okay, all without getting too far down the rabbit hole. Um, it comes dam d a m comes from it's a it's a german german and dutch and originally old english it's um original is for demen f o r d e m m a n for demen which means to close up so i don't think it's connected yeah i always took it as the cessation you know you damnation of life and damnation of the river so it was that cessation of that's how I always took it. But maybe, yeah, sounds like I'm wrong. Well, I will declare today a holiday then. <laughs> oh, it is a holiday. It is the, you and I are recording on, I always get this wrong, the, the Juneteenth? Mm-mm. Is it Juneteenth? Yeah, Juneteenth. Which just got declared as a federal holiday. Yeah, yeah, it did. Pretty cool. I went to go to the DMV yesterday and they were like, oh no, we're closed for Juneteenth. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Yay. It is. Yeah. It is. Makes me look and go, why didn't we have this as a holiday before? Yeah. Well, technically, it's Emancipation Day. To me, that's really... But I guess Emancipation Day is sort of the beginning, and then Juneteenth is sort of like the end. Emancipation Day is when everything should have started. Like, the, hey, you guys are free as long as we win the war. And then Eman- and then uh, well, Juneteenth is when the final battles were... F- everything was o- totally over on Juneteenth. So I thought it was when it was announced in Texas. Well, yeah, but that's like as far... I mean, that's like the farthest reaches of the... To okay. me, that makes, that makes sense. The, yeah. Hey. I, it should have been a holiday a while ago. Okay. Indeed. Indeed. Um, so, okay. <laughs> I Back on the topic. Yeah. So, I think one of the reasons that I'm really careful of what I say is because I have often, as, as a child, I put my foot in my mouth a lot because I was repeating what other people said. And then I come to realize that that thing doesn't mean what I thought it meant. <laughs> so, and to, and it was both times this was with my mom. Uh, who, if anyone's going to swear, it's not so much my mom. I don't know. I've learned a lot about her over the years, but when I was a kid, she would, she didn't ever do that stuff. Um, so I was watching my sister play a soccer game, and she, I don't know, something happened, and she was being a baby, or she, I thought she was being, uh, whatever. And I said that she was a pussy. <laughs> and, um... My mom's like, do you know what that means? And I said, no. And she's like, well, then you shouldn't say it. And I'm like, okay. So I was embarrassed that I said that. Cause I, and I never, I didn't find out what it meant back then. It was a long time later. <laughs> and then another time I said that something, I don't remember the context, but I said that something I was doing or somebody else was doing would put hair on their ass. I mean, and I understood the context, sort of, like, doing something, like, hardy would put hair on someone's ass, and I got in trouble for saying it, <laughs> and and I was embarrassed, <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, and uh. it's it's actually situations like that that have brought me to, you know, the kids get a free pass when they ask, out of curiosity, when they're not using it as an expletive. Why they get a free pass of, okay, what does this word mean? Because yeah. I, I want to have those conversations with them in a way that they can understand the force. And it, and that's the language I use, the force of the word. Because mm. you're invoking specific imagery into someone's mind. Yep. Uh, yep. You know, for you, it's that very <laughs> literal. And I want them to understand that this is the imagery you're trying to, to push into someone's head mm-hmm. by using these words. Yeah. Uh, which is, is why I, I give them that free pass. Cause I don't want them to feel embarrassed about curiosity, but I want them to be empowered to understand power, language, power to understand. Yeah. yeah. And to understand that you're going to bring life or bring death by what you say. Mm-hmm. And, and my kids are great. They really are. I, I'm proud of the young men and women that they're growing into. And I'm thankful for that. Yeah. But it is interesting navigating all of this as a parent and being like, am I screwing my child up? Yeah. Something I, I harp on my children, especially my, especially my son, because he says ridiculous things all the time, that <laughs> words have meaning and you have to try to be precise 
or people won't understand what you mean, or they'll think you're, they, they won't understand you, or they'll think you're stupid. So you have to be precise, and it does matter the words you say. People will take that as a reflection of your character. The words that come out of your mouth reflect your character. And, um, because he'll just say something, and then he'll say almost the complete opposite of the thing. And so I'll say, well, you just hmm. said the opposite. Which one do you mean? And he's like, I don't know. Like, we have to, you have to know. You have to be precise. And I think I'm probably annoying about it. I'm, I mean, I'm very strict, which I don't know. I just think if, if you can have a command of language, you can, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you can get just about anywhere. Well, isn't that the power of storytelling? What yeah. we are mm-hmm. collectively as a people trying to do is create narratives in our lives, in the lives of those around us, and building questions of, well, okay, things like how will I be remembered? What things are of value to me? What what are the pieces that I want to be remembered by? And we're shaping that in language. We're shaping that yeah. in action. And mm-hmm. curse words have that very direct connection mm-hmm. of action and language. I mean, they're they're tied together mm-hmm. in a very intimate way because it's you you're calling on or invoking that specific action, that specific uh, curse or character or failure of trait into someone's life. Mm-hmm. So I agree. It's, it's yeah. important. I think... I, I think... Go ahead. Part of the... Re- I freeze up a lot in talking with someone or debating with someone because I am so worried that the words I say will be incorrect. Or, or not even debating, but like if someone's asking me... Someone's trying to delve into how I'm doing. How are you? What are you thinking about? What... Or people used to ask me this all the time and, and I it scares me. People will say you know, what is Jesus sharing with you or something? So in that situation, I'm trying to delve into myself and I'm so concerned that what I say is actually a true representation of what's happening. I, it it overwhelms me. I can't, I I have a hard time talking about myself like that because I want to say, I want to be precise and say the truth. So words are, I, (laughs) It sounds like you need to find out what your, um, I guess I'm going to use computer language. Uh, you have a MacBook, right? Mm-hmm. Great. You need to find out what your rainbow pinwheel words are. Huh. When your MacBook freezes and the cursor turns to that rainbow pinwheel. Yeah. You need to find out what your your pausing words are your, uh, you know, I don't know exactly what God's doing in my life right now, (laughs) but the general sense of it is this direction (laughs) kind of thing. Or, um, I'm not sure yet. Yeah. I'm still figuring that out. Yeah. The older I get, the more comfortable I am saying, I really don't know. Uh, I'm not, I'm not really ready to talk about that. I need to wait. Because I don't want to say the wrong thing. And I've put my foot in my mouth so much, like with my husband. So, okay. Yeah. To me, the less is more, the older I get. Because I've... My husband... You know how when you're texting on your phone? Mm-hmm. And you're texting and nothing's happening? And then all of mm-hmm. a sudden it like... 
it like fills up and you're yep. like, Wah. okay, that's how my husband thinks. So I say something to my husband and I don't really get, you know, he's like, cool. Okay. Or he, he did, there's no, there's not really an emotional response and we have a discussion and then we might talk about it again, you know, a couple of days later, but then like two months later, he, we have a conversation and he's like, actually, that was really hurtful. But he didn't really know it because he really, really had to process through for a long time to figure out the fact that he didn't actually like that idea. So with my husband, I try really careful with what I say because um, because I know he's like that. And I try to figure out how not to do that to him <laughs> with my words, you know? Well, and that's even interesting because there's this... When you're young and you swear, there's this vulgarity and urgency to the swear. When you're older, there's almost this um, emotional processing of the moment over the vulgarity. And even in, in emotional processing time, there's that. Because I, I kind of do that same thing to my wife where I'm a guy. My emotions are compartmentalized, so it might take me a while to navigate what is this situation through each of those emotions because I can't feel more than like two or three things at a, a time. And when I do, I just get emotionally overwhelmed and shut down. Mm -hmm. That's exactly. And, yeah. you know, and again, that's where that expletive comes in because it's that kind of shutdown state where it's at. I'm done. Fuck. I'm out. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta walk away from this and come back. I'm out. Yeah. 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 And I didn't understand that as a young man either, which is understanding how and the time and that urgency isn't as important as I thought. Mm -hmm. There's things that are urgent, but life will go on. This world made it for the past however many thousands, billions, trillion years without me. It'll make it however long with it out me in the future yeah and i just need to take the time i have and you know for me then that emotional reaction with swears is just that no i'm i'm done i'm out right it's like a checkout yeah mm -hmm. that's interesting it makes me feel i swear a lot when i'm by myself <laughs> like <laughs> and i think it's just it just helps me acknowledge that i feel um angry about something or, and I guess it just sort of lets it out and then it's over. Like, like having to pick up vacuum potato chip crumbs from under certain people's chairs and like, they don't, why can't you just pick up the fucking potato chips and, <laughs> you know, and it's not a big deal, but it just kind of felt good to get that out. Okay. And, and nobody's around. It's just for me. <laughs> and now I can move on. <laughs> hey. Yeah, it's it is that emotional processing. What do you need to do it? How do you do it? How can you do it safely? And yeah, yeah. I thought we'd talk more about the history of swears. We never dived into that. We we stuck in the yeah. I, I don't know. This has been an interesting. I one. Liked, this has been a fun one. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, wrapping up. I thought about two topics that I really want to talk about. What? And one of them I think is going to take a little bit more study time. And we've got that big one that you brought up that we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. We should probably introduce as well. Mm -hmm. um, 
but I would like to talk about mythology. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yesterday I was watching King Arthur and something of the sword, or I, I forget what it was. It came out in 2017, mm-hmm. and I finally got around to watching it. Mm-hmm. And I love King Arthur stuff. I really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just this neat little... Is it, isn't it, who could have been piece of history that I love engaging with? Mm-hmm. And that made me think we should actually do something that is interacting with mythologies, like favorite mythologies. Oh, that could be, that could be a series all by itself, because I, there's a lot. I think we could, you know, maybe look at that for like August time frame. Hey, okay. we well, also need... I've got a really good, Go you like audiobooks, and uh, Neil Gaiman has uh, Norse mythology. And it's really well written, and he reads it, and his voice is just so amazing and nice, and it's funny. It's really funny. You'll love it. You'll love it. Okay. I let my kids listen to it. <laughs> and I listen. I'll have to look into that. It's good, because that's, that's a good one for uh, um, research. That's good research or whatever for that. Well, and and we need to also talk about, you know, mythologies like... Nessie. Nessie. Do you believe? Yeah. So, I'm, I'm a Scotsman, so yeah, default setting. Yes, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> There's a monster there. We just have to find her. But I don't think we ever will, because it's Nessie. You, don't, you know, she only comes out when she needs to. All right, I'm... Anyway, anyway, and I think the other fun one, the one that will require less research and just be fun to see how crazy we are. Okay. How much... How, uh, we even need to get special... He- we will need to get special headwear for this one. But... Um, conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, do you not like conspiracy theories? I just feel funny about them. Like, I don't want to be somebody that believes in conspiracy theories. <laughs> I want to, I want to, like, either have proof and believe in that thing, but I don't go so far as to really ascribe... To conspiracy theories. I don't think. I mean, maybe I do and I just don't realize it. But to me, crazy people are, have conspiracy theories. Uh, okay. You just called me crazy. So part of my problem, I think, is despite my knowledge of, of history and um, and my Christian upbringing... I still have a really hard time believing that people are evil, like really evil. I have a hard time believing that, like really believing that. When I meet someone, really? I assume they're basically good. And when I hear about other people in the news, I kind of assume they're basically good. And I have a hard time wrapping my head around somebody really who wants to hurt other people. I don't understand. I can't fathom that. Uh... So I think that makes, that definitely influences my everything, politics and ideology, like, and I know that I feel that way. I've realized that about myself and I, I don't know. So that's not a bad thing. Okay. So don't take my reaction as, oh no, that's a horrible thing. That's not it. Mm -hmm. But I want to talk more about that with you because that is actually really interesting. <laughs> kind of that default assumption that we walk into, especially with the topic that you chose for us to, to do some big <laughs> research know. on. I know. 
And yeah, you you want to introduce that one now? Yeah. Um. So I want to study dictators and dictatorships, and kind of the fir- first thing I re- we're going to really study is fascism slash Adolf Hitler's Nazi Germany, and talk about that. And I think again, it's just such a fascinating thing to me because how did this happen? How can somebody really believe that? You are less than me because of your ethnicity, because you're Jewish. Like, what the hell? I don't understand how people can believe that or not feel empathy. Not it not hurt when you punch somebody else in the face. Never mind. Shove them into a gas chamber. How can you live with yourself? I I just it's mind blowing to me. Um, it, um. It wasn't just the Judaic nature, it was the idea, not Judaic nature, it wasn't just the Jewish people, it was anyone who didn't fit into the ideals that they espoused as the master race. Right. Yeah. And, you know, the the Jews were the by far the biggest scapegoat that they had, mm-hmm. but they weren't the only ones they targeted. No, of course not. And it was just finding every avenue of really effectively creating victimhood status for themselves, Mm -hmm. saying everyone else is the oppressor, and we as the victims who now have power can be the oppressor to them. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's more telling about how they got to that point as a people. Yeah. In that time frame. And I want to talk more about that because I might even be wrong. Um, It's been a bit since I've read anything around this. And you and I are talking about doing that in the fall because that's a big conversation, a bunch of big conversations to have. Um, We have a lot of research to do. (laughs) Yeah, we do have a lot of research to do. And we're we're looking at doing that in... October? uh, September, October, I think, Yeah. 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 We 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 need to uh to figure a few things out yeah. before we we have those, you know, what our reading lists are, what our areas of study and focus are, but we've we've got a good slate of things coming up. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But you think I'm crazy. You think I'm tin hat crazy. Tinfoil hat crazy. I guess crazy is too strong Cuz I believe in conspiracy <laughs> theories. Ah. See, now I Not all of them. <laughs> No, I don't think you're crazy. Some of them. I don't think you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was being see. That's why I can't say things. That's why I shouldn't say anything. Just keep it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there's no insult. You know that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be. That'd if we be... were gonna get, if we were gonna get insulted and offended, then there's no point to this podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Especially after we just spent the past hour swearing at each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, well, hey, this has been a good one. This has been this has been fun. It has been fun. Yep. So, all right. Next week's will be a lot less expletive rating or er, rated filled something. Yeah. I think pretty much we either. I don't think we really ever swear. Maybe maybe we say hell. Every once in a while, but we don't usually swear. Which again goes into that argument of, is it truly a swear? Is hell a swear? I view hell as a place in a, a, the reign of chaos. But anyway. But um, no, we, 
I, mean, I think this is the first time we've ever sworn in the podcast. And I, I just and we swore a lot. Yeah, for, I just like <laughs> I like the idea of people being able to listen with their kids, or I don't know, not that it's for kids, but it's just like I like listening to podcasts in my car, but I can't listen to some. You know, some of them you can't listen to with your yeah. kids, and that's annoying. So, well, yeah. it, we do call the podcast navigating. Well, not navigating, but we talk about how we're talking about life, the universe, and everything else in between. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, swearing is a part of life, and we don't intend to go into these hard topics often, but they're parts of life. Yeah, we do not so want to blanch at let's... life. No, we don't want to steer away from hard topics. And, you know, there will probably be more hard topics down the road. And we'll give warnings. We'll be open about, nope, here we're going to talk about hard things. Maybe don't have the kids around. But, yeah, yep. you know, at some point my children will grow up and they will be adults. And how they navigate those hard topics of life, they're learning from me now. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out how to navigate those hard topics of life yeah. with them now without screwing them up later. Yeah. Yeah, same. And that in and of itself is a huge, it's a intimidating, s- yep, terrifying undertaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we we don't swear to be vulgar. No. We do swear, but not to be just reactionary and vulgar. But it's there. It's like highlighting something in a book. It's like, oh, remember this. This is yeah. This is not worthy. Yep. Anyways. But all right. It was fun. This has been fun. <laughs> I said it first. <laughs> yes, right. you did. You. Yeah, we keep doing that today. Yeah. You take care. Have a good day. I'm checking out. Hey. Hmm? What? You too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The 42 Podcast. Please take a moment to like and subscribe. And if you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter to add your voice to the conversation. Thank you.